Welcome to Successful Student Transitions, a time to thrive. Life is full of change and resulting periods of transition. And some of life's big transitions begin as students, as they move through the educational process and then on to the world of work or further education, university and independent living. If students can learn how to thrive through these transitions, they'll acquire invaluable skills that will help support them through a lifetime of change and transition. So if you're a student facing some life transitions or an educator or parent supporting students through these times of change, then this podcast is for you. We share insights and suggestions to help students thrive in a world where change is the only constant. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 16 of Successful Student Transitions. So in this episode you're going to meet Jane Barron and Valerie Bisanzani from a non-profit organisation called SPAN, Safe Passage Across Networks. Listen as they describe the work they do at SPAN, offering a home to anyone committed to healthy cross-cultural transitions. There's much to learn from their work that can be applied to many life transitions and it's fascinating to learn how Jane and Valerie's life experiences have led them to doing the work that they are doing with such empathy and passion. And as you listen, it may be helpful to reflect on why this topic, transition, is perhaps of interest to you, including your personal experiences of change and transition. Jane shares how transition education empowers educators to create healthy social-emotional partnerships with their students, parents and colleagues, leading to deeper learning and more fulfilled lives. And Valerie talks about the attachment security and how important it is to feel safe, comforted and supported through times of transition. The transition cycle which we outlined in episodes one and two, is revisited. Listen as Jane and Valerie share their perspective about the importance of intentional progress through the transition process, the value that well-managed transitions can bring, and how skills acquired can be real assets for future life transitions. The importance of good transition care is highlighted by Jane as she shares social research into the range and number of transitions that will be experienced by Generation Z during their lifetime. Jane and Valerie finish by sharing the top learning points from the work they do and finish with some of their surprises. A deep and rich conversation. We hope you enjoy it. In our voice series, I'm delighted to welcome two colleagues from the Families and Global Transition Span Network, Jane Barron and Valerie Bessenery. Have I got that? I haven't got it right. Did I tell me again how to do that? Bessenery. <laughs> we're all learners. And today we're going to take just a toe tip into this amazing world of how this organization, this organization of SPAN um, is helping people globally to manage transitions, to help manage 
adults and and children and families manage um, transitions. Do you want to kind of say a little bit more about that? Um, I don't know who wants to go first, who wants to say something. Yes. So thanks, Elizabeth, so much. How about I introduce myself and then we'll talk a little bit about SPAN and then and then Valerie can introduce herself as well. So um, Valerie, it's so good to see you here. And also, of course, a big hello to all of the listeners of the Successful Student uh, Transition Podcast. Great to be with you. My name is Jane Barron. Um, and I'm so happy that we are in conversation today about a topic that is very close to my heart, successful student transitions. So I have been that student transitioning within and between schools. In fact, I experienced seven different school moves and no two were the same. Um, I've been that parent waving goodbye to my child at the school gate in the new land and also waving goodbye to them as they graduate from school to college and tertiary education. And I've also been that teacher welcoming students into my school and into my classroom and farewelling others, all the while observing the impact of those hellos and those goodbyes on those who stay. So these experiences led me to complete a master's degree, which included studying international and intercultural perspectives on education, and they propelled me from the classroom into the world of consultancy. So you can hear that I bring experience and expertise, but most importantly, I feel I bring empathy to my work and I love what I do and I love working with the team of SPAN at SPAN. And a big part of that work is around SPAN, which is stands for Safe Passage Across Networks. So we're a not-for-profit organisation and we are based in the Netherlands, but our team is global. I think actually, Valerie, correct me if I'm wrong, that our cultural representation spans, oh, pardon the pun, <laughs> across every continent. Um, so Stan offers a home to anyone committed to healthy cross-cultural transitions and attachment security. So as leaders in supporting and connecting school-based programs, addressing international mobility, Stan is transforming transition care within and between school communities. And I think that's a big point of difference is that we are working to connect schools across the globe. So we connect, equip and refresh transition care practitioners and supporters through a number of different services and initiatives. And I think we're going to talk a bit more about that later in our conversation. But can I introduce my colleague and my friend, Valerie Besantini? Thank you, Jane, and good morning, and thank you for having us here, Elizabeth. So my name is Valerie Besansini, and it's such a pleasure to join you today from Switzerland. And I am Dutch by birth, but Swiss by nationality now, and lost my Dutch citizenship while becoming Swiss, which is another story for another time, but um, very much um, feel Dutch still as well. I started moving when I was five years old and switched schools six times before the age of 18, attending both local Dutch schools in Holland and international schools within Europe. And I was always a bit of that poster child in terms of adapting easily to new situations and schools and cultures, um, like that typical chameleon, cultural chameleon that, that we often hear about and easily adapting wherever I went, um, 
doing all right academically, doing okay socially, uh, actually enjoying moving between countries and between schools. But by the time I was 18, I really realized I'd mastered fitting in everywhere, but that I didn't belong anywhere. And so many questions um, that I struggled with at the time and, and that kind of continued into my early 20s, where I was really, you know, asking myself all those questions of where is where is home? Where do I belong? Where do I go to now? Um, and it wasn't until my mid-20s that I learned about third culture kids and read the book and had many aha moments that I think a lot of listeners who have read the book possibly have as well. And at that time, I also just started my teaching career and I was really eager to learn about how mobility impacts learning and what I could do to better support my students. And so as I learned, there was a lot of research available. Well, there was starting to be a lot of research available to adults um, at the time, but I couldn't find any literature available to children. So this is when I started writing my children's book, Be at Home, Emma Moves Again, and they created the accompanying workbook, my moving booklet. And during this time, I also became a member of Families in Global Transitions and then learned about Doug Oda's book, Safe Passage, How Mobility Affects People and What International Schools Should Do About It. And then in 2017, I joined the SPAN board. And in 2021, after a sabbatical from teaching, I made the full-time switch to working for SPAN. And I'm also a very, um, I feel very privileged to say I absolutely love what I do. And, and I love the team that I'm working with. And I'm passionate about supporting students and staff and families in their transitions so that they really can reap the benefits of this globally mobile life. <clears throat> well, you know, when people are listening to this, they're going to be saying, my goodness, what a wealth of experience you bring to this work that you do. So um, thank you for sharing that with, with, I think you're right, with such passion. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the things that you do in SPAN? So tell us a little bit about the, the training or, the, or how you bring the, this community together. Yeah. So should, would you like me to start by just explaining what my role is? Because I'm the yeah. director of training yeah. and consulting at SPAN and yeah. why I think it's important. And then because that kind of lays the foundation for that conversation around uh, training and, and what we're doing. So you have to do that. Absolutely. Yeah? Okay. Absolutely. Great. Excellent. So my role as the uh, Director of Training and Consulting at SPAN is to lead the development and implementation of our professional and our personal learning opportunities. And I've been in the education field for 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> and, uh, and my educational philosophy is really underpinned by the belief that the teacher-student relationship is one of the most important and powerful elements within the learning environment. And never was this more evident than when I taught at um, in the international school sector. So by nature, the international school environment is one in which students and the school community are in this constant and continual state of transition. Yet my experience was that for many students, their teacher was the one constant in their lives. These students trusted and they relied on their teacher for social emotional support as much, if not more, than what they, would do, um, they did for their academic learning. The problem was, though, 
that none of my colleagues were equipped with understanding around the impact of unmanaged mobility on learning, nor were they equipped with the skills to support and empower their students to effectively navigate all those triumphs and trials across cultural transitions. So armed with research, a bit like Valerie said before in her own journey, and also my own experience of seeing the positive impact of facilitating learning experiences around mobility for my own students' learning, I began conversations with my colleagues. And this very quickly, as you can imagine, turned to, you need to educate us about this. So I started hosting workshops on positive transition care. And the number of light bulb moments I've witnessed in educators since then is actually, I think it's immeasurable. So, But what I've realised is that by building capacity in our staff to firstly understand how unmanaged mobility impacts learning and life and secondly, equip them with practical strategies for building those robust transition toolkits throughout their school community, we empower them to create a healthy social emotional partnership with their students, the parents and their colleagues for deeper learning and fulfilled lives. Um, I'm a big believer that educators learn to help students learn at the highest level possible. And so my role enables individuals and school teams to, to do just that. Um, so that's, that's how, how my role underpins our training. I'm just wondering, Elizabeth, if it would be good for Valerie to just talk a little bit about her role because yeah. that also um, helps inform what we do. Okay. Where do you go, Valerie? Yes. So I am the executive director for South Passage Across Networks, and I work very closely together with the SPAN leadership team on a daily basis. Um, but I should also mention that we're supported by a fabulous governing board um, who, who are always there to guide and um, and support us. And um, of course, there's also Doug Oda, who founded Safe Passage Across Networks, who is our advisor and founder. And well, for for us, we we research really proves that mobility negatively affects learning. But at Span, what we're really trying to do is to flip that script. So we aim to help people, students, staff, and families to manage transitions well, the the challenges, and so that they can enjoy all the benefits. And we also put a lot of emphasis on attachment security. And so attachment theory is a belief that argues that children but also adults who develop strong attachments and feel safe and supported by those around them, family, friends, peers, and school communities will achieve better in all aspects of their lives. And by teaching students, especially to manage transitions well, we're teaching them life skills that outweigh a lot of the academic skills because in reality, a child cannot even learn well and improve their academic skills to the best of their ability if they cannot manage mobility well. So ultimately, ultimately, the students who grow up in an international school environment have so many opportunities to truly make a really positive difference in the world. So as educators, it's our responsibility to support them, I think, in those transitions so that they can learn well and become the best possible version of themselves. And we're also there to support the staff so that they can teach well and the parents so that they can parent well. Um, such a broad and fundamental thing that you're kind of working in and 
when we go on to talk about then the training about what you do, just could you give me like, suppose a teacher said to you, so how do I, how do I um, increase my attachment security? What would you, what would you say to them? What's, what's one thing that they would say? Um, I think I think the the best advice that I was ever given that I, I often quote was by Ruth Van Raken, the author of Third Culture Kids Growing Growing Up Among Worlds. Um, so she always says comfort before encouragement. And I think this is such an important um, mantra to keep in mind, so to speak, because I think as parents um, and as as teachers, we're we're very quick to want to encourage because because we want them to feel better about things, but to acknowledge the grief that comes with transitions early on um, really helps us to process it so that we're not left with unresolved grief. And and I think from experience and and from from what I've seen in, in many others as well, is that that kind of grief will sneak up on you later in life and then manifest itself in ways that, that are unhealthy. And it's really so encouraging to see that students and staff and families are given more opportunities to give language to transitions, to acknowledge the trials and tribulations, and to have the tools and the strategies to, to cope with the cycle, with the transition cycle. And I think this is something I really missed growing up and something my parents really wished they would have known about mm-hmm. as they started moving around with me. Cause I do believe all parents, you know, when they move with their children, they do it with the best of intentions and with the tools and knowledge at hand at the time. Um, and I, I think there's a lot to be gained though for the entire family when transition is handled with intentionality and care that enables all of the members of the family to tackle the challenges and reap the benefits together, but also individually. Like we all go through transitions at our own pace. And I think you are also really offering your children life skills, like we mentioned before, that they will undoubtedly apply in many areas of their life as they grow up. But yes, I think comfort before encouragement is definitely lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, a good one to hold on to. Um what about other things that you do to, as part of SPAN, to kind of help people understand, you know, you you talked a little bit there, and we have talked about it before in in our previous series podcast about the transition cycle. Would, would somebody want to explain that? Because this is a might be a new thing for people. Jane, would you like me to explain a little bit about the NEST and our membership community, and then you can go on to talk more about training and consulting? Sure, absolutely, yeah. So the NEST is our award-winning monthly online gathering, and it aims to equip transitions care professionals with information on timely transition themes and also connect with other participants virtually in breakout rooms and then feel refreshed to continue their vital work in their um, school situation or other other, uh, areas. And we welcome you to join us. It's always the first Thursday of the month at 12 Um, PMUTC. And secondly, we also provide community, specifically a membership community. And the aim of our membership program is to build a network of people on the front line of transitions care in schools, small businesses, and organizations. And as part of this network, a SPAN member finds a home where like-minded people connect, support, and encourage one another 
And with ex access to expert training and resources, membership is available for individuals, small businesses, and organizations. Oh, so yeah. covering many bases there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so, Elizabeth, to your question around the transition cycle, um, we really do hone in on this in our training and consulting uh, opportunities. So, um, so I'll explain what they are and then if you'd like, I can briefly explain or Valerie and I can explain about the transition cycle itself. Is that what you would like? Uh, yep, great. Okay, okay, great. So, um, so we really at SPAN are leading the way in providing online and in-person professional and personal learning opportunities focused on positive transition care. And as Valerie mentioned, you know, research tells us that moving schools, often referred to as mobile, mobility, um, is one of the most detrimental factors to learning. But at SPAN, we believe that unmanaged mobility is detrimental to learning. Well-managed mobility can add a significant value to life and also to a learning journey. So whether you're arriving, leaving, or the one being left behind transition affects every single one of us so what we do is we equip schools to support and empower their community members to effectively navigate these cross-cultural transitions and these acquired skills and understanding that um, that learners receive through our learning opportunities provide stepping stones for navigating not just that cross-cultural transition, but all of life's transitions. So Valerie and I work, welcomed our first cohort of online learners in 2021. And since then, positive transition care seeds have been planted and nurtured in every continent and 22 countries across the globe and counting. So uh, we are now taking enrolments for our fifth cohort beginning in April and our Laws of Transition Certificate course guides individuals, school groups and organisations towards effective and sustainable positive transition care policies and practices. And I think that's a key word, sustainable, because so often um, this kind of work is done in silos. And so our work, our course is very much so geared to equipping individuals as well as schools. And by the way, individuals are not just limited to school staff, parents, relocation agents, consultants, and even government department staff have all learned with us. And equally, we do find that learning as part of a team is very effective for creating that sustainability and that positive change that, um, that we've been talking about across schools and organisations. We've seen teams with representatives from a variety of different roles implement very innovative practices and programs and policies through learning with us. So in addition to our online certificate course, we also offer a suite of virtual and in-person customised workshops for students, parents or staff, along with consultancy services aimed at helping schools cultivate um, a positive transition care culture. And of course, a big part of that is understanding the transition cycle that you were uh, referring to earlier, Elizabeth, and that whole, um, so the transition cycle, firstly, the word is cycle. It's, it's a process. Transition is not an event. And I know you've spoken about this quite a lot, Elizabeth, in your, um, in your previous podcast, 
podcasts, but transition begins the minute you know that you are leaving. So the minute you, as a student, receive your your letter of offer at university or your confirmation of enrolment, um, if you're a staff member, the moment that you open that email and it says congratulations, you have you know you've been given the new role, whatever it may be, the employee who finds out that they um, are being relocated to a new country uh, or a new location. So the minute that you find out the process begins the emotional process begins and it is a roller coaster there are highs and lows uh and then you know then you have the um the once you've been through the leaving process then you arrive in the new location but that is just a significant period of transition as you are adjusting to um the amazing new experiences but then, but that's exhausting too, right? Because you are just being bombarded the whole time with new information, trying to process it and make it fit in amongst everything that you already know, but things are all new. And so that's, that can be very tiring, particularly if you are away from home, if you are living on campus in, you know, in, in um, college facilities, residential facilities, not having that support base around, around you can also be quite, um, quite challenging. But if you have been equipped with understanding the process of transition, then you understand that those days when you are just really missing home so much and you're, you've got this brain fog thing happening where you just are like, I can't concentrate. The lecturer might be standing right in front of me, but I cannot engage. I mean, you know, my brain is everywhere. It's okay because you've been equipped to know that that is that's going to happen during those early days and it just helps to regulate your emotions and helps you to navigate um, that period of transition and then there's the entering part of the transition cycle Valerie I'm doing a lot of talking would you like oh, to no, you're doing really well you, you're doing really <laughs> well. No, keep going you're doing great yeah. I'm enjoying it yeah, because I was thinking there that's a fantastic kind of um, bringing together the things that you'd already talked about, about acknowledging this process that people go through. And that once you kind of know this vocabulary and processes that things happen, that becomes a managed transition rather than an unmanaged one. So I I, I think you've done brilliantly in, 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 in giving us a great overview of what that transition cycle is. And it's happening all the time, isn't it? It's happening when you know, the first time, you know, you go to a class or the first time you meet people or the first time these things happen. And then you get into, as you were saying, that entering phase of becoming more adaptable and getting getting to know how to do things in this new place. So mm. I think it's a, I think when um, I've been working and doing sort of transition stuff, I think it's one of the biggest tools that I have and use. I don't know about you, yeah. one of the, things that you use a lot yes we do don't we Valerie we we um the transition cycle is is just so central I just think if you can if you can grasp the um emotional side of transitions it really helps you to be able to deal with the logistics so much better and um and the you know to -to day-to-day organization and all of that kind of thing I think um I think one of the key elements is being able to leave well and those goodbyes 
are so important in order to um, be able to navigate that transition phase, then the entering phase, and then moving eventually to that reinvolvement phase where you feel comfortable, your life is set up, um, you are committed to and, in, and embracing and enjoying that new life uh, wherever you may be uh, mm. around the world. But really key is that um, leaving well leaving well so that you can really be um, able to embrace everything that um, is on offer. So how how do you leave well then? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me three things that you need to do to leave well. So I guess some people will be listening to this will be thinking about leaving school behind or something like that. How would you leave well from school? Well, I think, I think, a big part of leaving well is, you know, we talk about good goodbyes, but also grateful goodbyes. And to really, and, and that's where, you know, we, we start touching upon the work, uh, Dave Pollock and the raft and all of that, but where you really think about, okay, you know, who are the, who are the people that I really want to acknowledge and let them know that I care about them, how much they mean to me. And there's so many different ways to do that. I mean, people can be really creative about that. And, you know, every personality type is different and has a different way of showing um, how much they care about someone. But I think that that process is a really um, meaningful process for the person leaving, but also for the person staying. So I think the the great, the to, to reflect on the grateful goodbyes and, and how to, um, demonstrate that is really important. Anything else that you'd say to someone leaving school? So know well, the people actually, Elizabeth, I I love how you describe the importance of taking time to look at yourself in that process of goodbye. And uh, you you will be able to say this much better than I can. Yeah. But my brief take is. <laughs> is the importance of being kind to yourself in this process and repair your own relationship, focus on your own relationship with yourself and give yourself the opportunity to repair anything um, that, you know, you, you may have regrets about or your, or your disappointments. And I, and I really do think that that is such a central part of the process so that you can leave well in order that you can enter well. Um, so maybe do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that that's such a key part of being able to leave well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's a, a little bit about um, we have things between people and things within ourselves. So it's inter and intra-personal things. So, uh, and I think we've talked People will know we've talked about the raft, about the, you know, I talk about repair, you know, affirmation, farewells and think destination. So you can do, you can, I think it's really important to be grateful to other people and acknowledge other people and equally important to do it within yourself, to know how did I help myself or if I was going to do that again, how would I do it differently this next time? Because there are points of learning, which I know we're going to be talking about next, really, about your learning on the course. But I think there are points of learning for ourselves when we're going through transitions. You know, what have I done well? (laughs) You know, there will be things that you've done great. 
all of us, you know, have that inner critic that tells us of the stuff that we're not doing well. So it's good to be able to be compassionate with ourselves and to say, these were the things that I actually, you know, I achieved. So thanks, Jane. I, I, I do think it's a really important thing. And when working with people I do around those transition things, I think it's something that maybe people don't necessarily think for themselves. To, to do that. I think that's yeah I think that is so true and interestingly you know I'm a transition care specialist but uh, my eldest son who is 23 just recently moved interstate and so I and he has moved with us a lot in life but I um, was able to share with him exactly what you have just described on a personal level, on an individual level, and he said that he found it so incredibly helpful to, in that in that process of transition of leaving Melbourne, moving to Brisbane is where he is now, and uh, and yeah, so so I fully endorse <laughs> your um, your thinking there, and thank you so much for sharing it. It's, it was such a helpful tool for him. Mm, it's good isn't it you know we are we are compassionate to other people and not to ourselves that's the bottom line of it isn't it that's that's so true and so important that you make make that point absolutely yeah Yeah. let's just let's kind of um time's marching on and we did say before we 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 kind of recorded we could be we could be here for days talking But tell us a couple of things. What are the biggest learning points um, for people that you've been working with, you know, globally like this? And and just to say, I think one of the reasons why Louise and I wanted to talk to you both was that you you are really working around the world on this systemically, you know, working and and connecting up people so well. So you must have the most amazing kind of like this umbrella view of you know what's happening and where so what are your big learning points from the stuff that you're doing yeah what a great question I love this question thanks Elizabeth um and and you've and you've suggested that we give you three (laughs) which was a little tricky I I know time is marching away so I think probably one of the main uh learning points that um for people we work with is around engaging in that process of transition which we've which we've been talking about you know COVID really taught us that change is our constant companion didn't it and uh, and social researchers predict that our current students our Gen Z will have 18 different jobs six different careers Mm -hmm. and live in 16 different homes across their lifetime so Proactively engaging in the process process of transition is not a uh, optional extra. It's a vital skill for success in 21st century living. So I think that is probably the main take-home point that um, the the learning point for people we work with. Then the next one is um, one which I think just fits perfectly with everything you're doing on the podcast because you are focusing on student voice hearing the importance of hearing the perspectives of others and one of the key learning points for people we work with is that by reframing transitions so that we're looking from the perspective of those who are actually making the transition important insights into our practices and our policies can be gained 
Mm. Um, so, so thank you so much for creating a platform where we can really hear the perspectives of others and that's certainly something we value in in our courses and also in our span symposium which i didn't really get to talk about but um our span symposium is very important that we have student voice and, and we learn from their from students and parents and staff um, as they are actually you know going through that transition and the third learning point for people we work with actually um I think it's best summed up by Mona Stewart, who was a board member with us until just quite recently. And she said, no matter how great our learning results or how impressive our other metrics, our schools are only success stories if the people inside them flourish. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, amazing points can you say that first one again because it kind of blew my mind a little bit I know a lot about Gen Z and stuff but what was it 18 jobs say it again yes 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 so yes so this is um work done by social social researchers um and in particular Mark McCrindle who's quite a well-known social researcher he says that our current students Gen Z will have 18 different jobs six different careers and live in 16 different homes across their lifetime. Sounds like a third culture kid, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it does a little, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. change is is their constant companion. Um, yeah. So that's why it's such a vital skill. And so we, uh, whilst our focus is on cross-cultural transitions, really what we're doing is upskilling staff parents, students, um, organisations for, uh, you know, managing, effectively managing transitions yeah. across yeah. Um, across a lifetime. And actually, Valerie, <laughs> I think yeah. you, have got, you are going to speak to this exact point. Well, that, yeah, that was a point for, for me that we, we are always in transitions. I mean, from the moment we're born, really, but effectively navigating transitions is a skill, a lifelong skill that will benefit us in all areas of our life. And I think we've learned that students who feel validated, educated and empowered are more able to take action to improve their unique situation and prepare for future transitions whatever the context mm. so I think you know knowledge knowledge is power and and I think that is just as true for anything in transitions care and the second point for me is that you can and and I think many of us have learned this the hard way in some ways but that you can only do this work well if you do the the work yourself and you have to lean into it and dig a little deeper and go beyond your comfort zone but that's where the the learning truly takes place, and I think um, what I've I've learned as well is that it you never stop doing that. And every every time, even you know when we're we're working together with our learners on the laws of transition certificate course, I'm learning every time again as well because I'm moving through some other type of transition at that point in my life as well. And I think there's a there's a beauty in that that we never do stop learning. And the last one is, well, we've mentioned it before, but that well-managed transitions can add significant significant value to a life and a learning journey. And it's that simple and it's that hard. 
I love those points. I, you know, I think it is change is our only constant, really, isn't it? And yeah. you know, giving somebody, um, especially when they're young, a blueprint for knowing about what transition is and how they are in it is really, really important. And you're doing it. You're doing it on a on a global scale, which is um, I thank you both and and span. Um, for doing those things, because I think listening to you, Jane, just saying about this change coming up for young people, um, you know, they're not going to be in that job all their life. There's going to be all these changes, just as there are all the other changes that will normally going going on through their life. But this is an added on on top of that, isn't it? So it, it's, it's a complicated world for them, isn't it? Any surprises in your work? Anything that's really surprised you went, oh, I didn't know that. Or Ooh. Um, Actually, it ties into what you just said about the students themselves. We, um, The most recent pleasant surprise for us was that we got approached by a student who was looking for support in transitions, um, a 16-year-old. And and that really, um, and, and we followed up on it and we were able to, to provide a workshop at that school and and there appears to be a real shift in the demand for more information in terms of well-being and not just from the adults, but also from the younger generation. And they're not afraid or at least less afraid to ask for support and to kind of, you know, ensure that the adults around them offer the resources to equip them in their mental health mm-hmm. and managing transitions well, you know, is, is um, I think, something that they're all all looking for a little bit and they don't quite have the language yet and they don't quite have the resources yet, but they know it's something that they need to be equipped in. So I think, I think that was a a really lovely surprise and, and that they also know that, you know, they learn and develop better when they can address transitions. Well, as fans founder, Doug Odo always says, people learn and develop best when they feel safe, supported and seen. Yeah. I mean, isn't it great that young people can say, hey, I need a bit of help like this? Yes. yes. Rather than us saying we need to do, we need to, you know, that bottom up rather than a top down. Exactly. Um, Surprise for you, Jane? Have you got any surprises or is that? Well, very much so along the same lines um, as Valerie. You know, there is the, I'm, I'm so impressed with this generation of students. They have, um, they they feel that um, they need they need this support, but it, and so what the other the counter side of that is we as educators and parents are accountable to that yeah. right and they have they have said the students have said you need to help us and so we need to therefore really equip our educators and our parents to provide that support and so that they can empower their students and and so that has um i just i just love our students so much and this this current generation and and for anyone any student who's listening i encourage you to to continue to speak up and continue to ask the questions and continue to keep the adults in your world accountable 
um, very much so in equipping you to navigate transitions, whether it's a cross-cultural transition, whether it's a um, within-school transition, whether it is a life transition such as starting a new, you know, your first job or getting married or birth of a child or whatever it might be, you know, um, these are skills skills for life. And if you don't know, if you don't have someone in your immediate sphere of influence, then contact us. We will help you and we will either put you in touch with someone in your immediate sphere of influence or nearby or we'll help you ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we are here to serve, absolutely. So we will be putting all of Jane and Valerie's details information about SPAN on the website so you will be able to contact them easily. Um, I'm going to close now. Uh, what, a, what a discussion we've had. I want to say thank you for being so generous with your time, with sharing um, what you're doing and sharing your insights into how to manage transitions because that's what we want. We can't stop these things happening. So we have to be intentional, like you were saying, Valerie, in, in managing and thinking about them. And maybe the last word should be comfort before encourage, as you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So thank you again. Really enjoyed you talking with you both today, hearing some of the things that you're doing. And you know, uh, as both excellent learners you are, I'm sure whatever you're doing won't be the end of it. There'll be other things that going on to follow. Um, so uh, looking out for what's happening next in SPAN. Okay, thank you thank very you. much. We really hope you have enjoyed this conversation. Now, you might want to listen to some or all of the past podcasts, but the following ones are particularly pertinent to this conversation. Episode 1, Beat the Transition Blues. Episode 2, Successfully Riding the Waves of Change. And Episode 5, Nurturing Self-Compassion. To learn more about the work that Jane and Valerie do, go to www.spanschools.org. That's span, S-P-A-N, schools.org. To learn more about them, you can also go and download the transcript associated with this podcast to read their bios and more about their work. Please check out all the podcasts, transcripts and think sheets that you can purchase to dig deeper into the topics of transition and where we share more resources. To access all these resources and also sign up for our regular newsletter so we can keep in touch with you, go to Louise Wiles, that's W-I-L-E-S dot com forward slash successful dash student dash transitions. And you'll find all the resources and links to this podcast there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Bye-bye for now.